folks, welcome to a brand new episode of Trainwreck Tonight 272, sponsored by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? We have a big show for you tonight and a great guest as well. We have Kristen Kimmick, the founder and president of the Bills Mafia Babes, joining us tonight. It, the Bills might have played Thursday, but it's still a victory Monday today after a fantastic Sunday around the NFL. And your Buffalo Bills are the current one seed. Here we go. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. You don't stop. Train wreck tonight, 272, sponsored by New York's only outlet liquor. Maniac, what a fantastic Sunday. Seriously, uh, I hate to say it, but I was playing the role of Sleeping Beauty the whole time. I was recovering from uh, my Foxborough trip at 4 a.m. I don't got it like I used to, Al. I'm sorry. I can't just go three hours of sleep one day and then back full throttle the next. You know, I, got, I need my vet rest. I need my vet rest. But for someone who wasn't stopping at Foxborough, let's get her in here. It's Kimmick 86, the Bills Mafia, babes. Oh, I think I muted her. Oh, hi. <laughs> How are Welcome we? To the show. Welcome to the show. How was the rest of your Foxborough Thursday night? I, and I know Al wants to get into the great business of yesterday, but I still want to kind of bask. Every time we beat the Patriots, I just want to bathe it. I want to dive in like, like uh, Scrooge McDuck. Oh, my God. Dude, it was more fun drinking their tears in their, in their own city than I've ever had in any other city. <laughs> how how were those fans sad yeah. i will i will say you know they were they were uh they were a little hostile yeah. uh, uh i was getting some like you know suck my dick fuck you like you know up your ass like just like walking and i, I got a lot of um i got a lot of josh allen's like sucks comments like drive by josh allen sucks like, oh yeah 100 oh, like, I, slick got a lot of those he was in the allen jersey as well I think it was defiance, Al. I think uh, I think they were like they recognized this was an opportunity for them, you know, to kind of stave off their extinction for a little bit, you know, to kind of 
send the asteroid past the planet, if you will, as far as the dinosaurs are concerned. But instead, that that asteroid came and hit him square. Yeah, because I got some buddies that or buddies cousins that live in Rhode Island, and they refuse to go to Foxborough because of the stadium, the fans, and just don't want to be around those people. So that's why I had to ask you right off the bat, like, how were those fans? And Josh Allen sucks. I mean, oh what? yeah. No, I had a blast, though, because, I mean, after 20 years of having to suffer underneath them, even watch, like, even five of them, and it was the entire stadium going through meltdowns the entire, like, the entire game. I loved it. You know how it, like, it's a fair, it's a fair argument. Like, right now, I think it's safe to say there are some Bills fans who just don't know how to act, like, with all this success. I think it's totally Mm -hmm. fair and everything. And the Patriots are exactly the same way. Their fans, they're looking left and right. What? When's Tom coming out of that of that tunnel? When's uh when's the plate? When are we getting some flags in our favor as, as usual? No, I mean there's no Tom coming through that tunnel. I don't care what the athletics report, and I don't care what the hell he's got going on. There is no savior for this Patriots or Jets. They're on. I don't know if we kill them because I really I really was playing it up like we were about to annihilate them. I think the Bills were about a possession or two away from doing that in yeah. that game because I think it could have really got out of hand. I think the Bills kind of. You know, Patriots, I guess, didn't didn't go all the way away, I would say. I guess kudos yeah. to them. But they're on they're on the brink. They're on the brink of complete annihilation again. Belichick, 77 and 85 now without Tom Brady. I mean, you tell me. You tell me. It was just a couple of mistakes away from that, though. You know, I mean, like if Poyer would have actually gotten that interception, if Tommy Sweeney wouldn't have had that that um touchdown pulled back, we would have smashed oh. him. And you're, yeah. you're telling you're you're telling me their 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 offensive touchdown was like a mosaic of great uh, like game planning and like uh, execution. It was one play and a busted tackle. I mean, yeah, you know, like yep. I mean, it's like watching like Tua yesterday. Now we can get into Sunday out for a little bit before we get into Kimmich's mm-hmm. uh, stadium rankings. But I mean, Tua yesterday, I said, first pay, pass of the game, he throws like a twelve yard curl, and all of a sudden he's got a seventy five yard touchdown pass. McDaniel is literally making this guy into an MVP. Tua is not an MVP on his own. And people can say that about Josh Allen, et cetera. Difference between Tua and Josh Allen, Tua's not doing the steamrolling defenders. Tua's not doing the hurtling over defenders. Tua's not doing the, like, big 300-yard games in prime time. He's not doing any of that, which Josh Allen was doing in the 2020 campaign when he got that extra buzz, that extra pop there. So, again, I know Miami fans are ready to crowd his ass, and I shouldn't even be talking about him since the Dolphins are two weeks off, but... That was obviously the big game yesterday, uh, besides the Chiefs, uh, obviously, uh, looking at those two. So, super exciting. What was the rest of your Sunday like, Al? Oh, my Sunday was definitely tuned into those games. Um, I actually did not touch a single thing at the 1 o'clock games because my two favorite plays of the day were Cincy and San Francisco. And intern Dom is, like, questioning me. And he's just saying things like, oh, you're just you're gambling with your heart, Al. Don't do that. I'm like, no, I feel really good about both of these matchups with San Francisco, San Francisco playing at home with that defense. But did I sure as hell feel like shit after that 75-yard touchdown and then Jimmy G goes down? Yeah, I felt it was – I was like, okay, I'm going to need a miracle here. And then, yeah, Cincy now, three straight wins over the Chiefs. They're – like, it was weird. You know, you, you look back, what, week two, week three – it was the destruction tour for the Buffalo Bills. It looked like we could not be stopped offensively and defensively. And it seems like a little bit, some teams across the AFC and NFC are looking pretty darn good now. Like, I would, I don't want to say, like, I, I want to see Cincinnati in the playoffs. Like, they're, they're scared. Definitely they're, not. They're Absolutely scared. not. They're getting hot. Uh, I mean, it's, it's tough. Let's face it. 
you play a team in the playoffs, you're going to play someone that was either good at some point in the season, or like, I guess if you're the Tom Brady Bucks this year, you're just the Tom Brady Bucks this year. That's kind of an outlier. But yeah, you're going to play someone skilled. So obviously you want to just be short up. You want to be healthy and you want to be playing your best ball at the right time, obviously. But let's mm-hmm. get into it. We got it. So Kristen, the goal this year, it was to get to every stadium. You've been on the news about it. How? What were the thoughts on Foxborough? Give me the Foxborough review as a stadium. You know what? I, I hate to say it. I love their stadium. Great, they have a great setup. They, yeah, that whole shopping mall attached. Like, Oh, I hate to say it. If you're a female, like, Foxborough was kind of made for you. I mean, there's a there's a Victoria's Secret like, for, like within like 0.3 miles. So I mean, I looked at Foxborough as like the thing that you know people always wanted Orchard Park to become. I mean, truth be told, there's just not a ton of industrial development mm-hmm. around the stadium. I mean, you have your O'Neills, you have uh, you know your your little spots here and there, but Al, they had a full blown like like outlets, basically shopping mall, like all and that, Foxborough was insane. Multiple restaurants, multiple beers. Now I will say we went to a beer after the, or a bar after the game in Foxborough. It took like 45 minutes to get in. I don't know what the hell was happening, but Foxborough pretty good overall. And my, my little qualm with the thing, I got wings there, Al. I got good wings at Foxborough. I can't get wings at Buffalo. I don't get it. I don't get good, it. Good. Good. I mean, for, well, here's the thing. It's like, you know, if you got wings on an airplane, your expectation for the wings on an airplane aren't the exact same as they are sitting at like a bar bill, a Picasso's or an Elmo's or whatever. Um, I was at a stadium. I had been drinking for six hours and like, it was like, they were hot wings. Like they were pretty good. So I'll, I'm going to give them overall a Bruce Smith, the 78 and that's wow. stadium. That's stadium okay. ratings. That's pretty good. Okay. Wow. But my point being, I know, do we not have wings? Cause we just have such a high expectation for our wings that we won't allow like, subpar wings to just be sent out to the public. I just feel like we're not doing it. I feel like uh, there's a certain company holding back on us. I mean, isn't who's in there? Is it Lenovo that's inside the stadium? Yep. Lenovo. And they get that pizza delivered before the game, right? Oh, maybe that's why. I don't know. Okay. Personally, real quick, me as a fan though. Yeah. I would not get chicken wings at a football game. Yeah. Why? Too sloppy. That is sloppy. I don't know. Now, truth be told, truth be told, the guy next to me got him. He was a Buffalo fan. He got 20, and he just shared two with me, and I thought they were amazing. They were free, given to me wings All at right. a stadium. So okay. I guess that explains my ratings. Right. But speaking of ratings, we have got it. The ratings. Okay, so now we're here. A good rating for Fox Row. Let's go best to worst of the stadiums you've been to this year, because you've been to them all, right? Right, Kevin? Okay. Yep. Okay, so where does Foxborough ultimately come in on this list of what do we got? Uh seven stadiums although the lions you were at ford field twice right okay Wait. i'm gonna put foxborough at number two okay so set second best okay so now i'm guessing sofi yeah sofi has got to be number one okay I mean, they've got they've got water and aluminum cans they've got a self-made lake outside that's like a waiting pool everything's fancy and brand new and shiny and the only thing about it is that they should have put some air conditioning in there but i mean at least it's shaded with that weird canopy thing. But that one, it's just fancy, you know? <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. A water and aluminum cans, is that even legal? I don't know, but that's how they did it. I mean. <laughs> okay, so we got SoFi cross off the board. We yep. got Foxborough cross off. What's our next, what's our third best stadium you've been to this year? I'm going with the Lions Stadium, Ford Field. You know what I'll say? Because this is one of the few I've been to. Felt very intimate. I was looking into the upper deck from the 100 level. And Al, it's very odd because when you're in the 100s in, in like, you know, 
uh, hi, Mark. You look at them in the 300. It seems like they're kind of distant. Like, they're kind of far away. I was looking all the way across the field, like, diagonal and up into the upper deck, and I could see people. I could see the expressions on their faces. Like, really? which is very interesting. I would say it felt like they were right there. It felt like they were right on top of me. Yeah. I love I, them. I, mean, I, I feel like I get that vibe from the Vegas Golden Knights Hockey Arena. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Same thing. 100%. The party was happening. And, by the way – uh. You didn't, you didn't even mention, Kristen, that awesome, like, warehouse vibe they have going on in there to preserve that Detroit feel. That's literally what I was just going to say. It's, like, it's almost, it reminds me of, like, um, Lucas Oil as well out in, like, Indy. Um, Detroit has, it's what I wanted for Buffalo when, it, when before they dropped the mock-ups. I wanted us to get that same, like, that brick and, like, the cobblestone and, like, all of that. It's, like, gritty and blue-collar, and it just fits, you know? So, like... That's really what, how I wanted ours to work. I mean, beggars can't be choosers. I'm not going to complain. The Bills get a new stadium. Great. But I love the brick. And then, like, I, I don't know. The inside, they've been renovating some of it, and it looked nice. And Concourse has still reminded me a lot of Buffalo, but I liked it there. Okay. Okay. So what's coming in for around in the halfway mark now here? All right. So we did. I mean, my fourth one has got to be Kansas City. I was gonna say, I think you're letting the uh, the result get the best of year. I've been to Arrowhead. It's okay. It's you know, like you're walking up. It's a little ceremonious. It's definitely cool on the outside. But once you're in there, it's just about beating the hell out of those Chiefs fans. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like I mean, Arrowhead to me, it was it was built by the same architect as the Ralph. So you go there and you just feel like you're at home. The fans in there are just as loud as we are here. So you got to respect it. I haven't okay. ever had a bad experience there with any of the fans. They're all really nice. I mean, they're going to talk their they're going to talk their their talk during the game, but at the end, they're going to shake your hand and you out the door, you know. But um, yeah, it's just it reminds me so much of the Ralph that you walk in, you're just like instantly comfortable. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, am I guessing Miami next, or at least just like the vibe, or nah? Um, that one's tough because for me, like MetLife and Miami are tied. I okay. guess Miami's all right. Um, I guess I did like their stadium a little bit better. I mean, the heat, number one, but inside the stadium, it's almost excruciating. So it's too much heat, which knocks it down for me, you know, very fair, very fair. like 120 degrees on the Bills sideline. At least I was sitting in the end zone for that one. So like the first half of the game, I was sitting directly in the sun, but then as the sun moved, I got put in the shade, which was like a lifesaver. But um, they sell frozen margaritas in there, and I was getting those and using them as, like, an ice pack on my neck, like, on the artery to try and cool down. Like, it was hot in there. <laughs> that is serious business. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. It was very – it was serious. And but, speaking of serious business, rounding out the rankings, the worst stadium you've been to this year? Totally MetLife. Oh, wait, no. You, I thought you put MetLife in with Hard Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Met which Life would make together. the 2018 is- opener M&T Bank – the worst stadium you've been to. To be honest, not much to write home about. We were there for the 2018 opener, Al and myself, and they played the shout song after the Ravens scored their first touchdown. So I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very brutal. Very brutal. Those, the, those were truly the worst of times, like uh, at that moment. Uh, but it was right before the best of times. But speaking of the best of times, obviously we got our stadium rankings. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, looking forward to the rest of that season. Obviously, we got Chicago, Soldier Field, and uh, Bengals on deck. So that should be two exciting uh, final stops there. Yeah. With that said, it is on to Jets week. And I don't know if you've seen Kristen, but I need to prevent this kid, Johnny, from getting any ice cream this week. Is Johnny the uh, 
We're not There's talking- a little kid who the Jets are basically manipulating so they can get likes and views. And every week when the Jets win, he gets ice cream. And when he got and when the Bills won the when the Jets beat the Bills, he got a whole ice cream cake. And he was well, just walking around the place with it, just showing it off. Right in our face. So I'm sorry. I'm not gonna stand for this kid just getting ice cream after ice cream after ice cream. After ice cream. I got people in the Jets mentions like, oh, you're you're be- you're beefing with a little literal child. Oh, sorry. He has a press pass and I don't. So I'm beefing <laughs> with an acclaimed member of the press. So get the hell out of the way. Do you watch Seinfeld? You- yeah. Are you a Seinfeld fan? Of course. You know, like no soup for you. We need like no ice cream for Johnny t-shirts. We we do need it. We do need no ice cream for Johnny t-shirts. That's probably a good idea. We're working on that. It's Monday. It is December 5th. Victory Monday after a great Bills Thursday victory and a great Bills Sunday with the results in the NFL. But with that said, Kristen, what do you got? What's the key to making sure we don't blow it again against the Jets? I mean, Al, you see it. We're, we're 10 point favorites basically again. And what? I mean, so we were what? Minus 11 the first time we played them in New York? Yeah, minus 12, minus 11. Probably the Zach Wilson uh, push there. Uh, is there value with the Bills there? Uh, I mean, 100%. Yeah, I mean, down to nine and a half. Add the three points to home field. That puts it at what? 12 and a half? So, yeah. I think there's tremendous value with the Buffalo Bills this weekend as only 10-point favorites, and they're going to be out to destroy. I mean, they, they're going to do everything they can to uh, really just knock the Jets down after their loss yesterday, too. Yeah, Mick, what do you got? Bills-Jets, what's the key to victory? Not letting that one slip away. Ugh. I mean, we're still battling injuries, right? But I think a lot of it is going to be that we have a stronger secondary in place than we did the first time we played them. Um, Mike White doesn't scare me, neither did, you know, Zach Wilson, but Mike White still doesn't scare me nearly as much as Zach did for some reason. So I would just say making sure that we're doubling down on our defense. Couldn't agree more. And speaking of that injury situation, uh, we did get some good news. Unfortunately, we got some bad news from McDermott today. Uh, his dog ate his victory donut that he brought home on Friday. That was unfortunate. Uh, but in the good news category, we got Deion Dawkins, Phillips, Gilliam and Quesaberry, who are all improving, quote unquote. There we go. Uh, so good to see that because the Bills uh, injury report, hate to say it, it's been like the best piece of like meme content all season. Right. All right. Well, hey, speaking of all season, we got a little bit left. What is the key, Kristen? What are we focusing on from Bills Mafia Babes HQ? I know they're going nuts in the Slack chat right now, probably. What <laughs> is the focus for the remainder of the season? So, um, December, we're working with Taiwan Jones. He works with a with an organization called Candles in the Sun. Um, They provide multiple resources to just kind of poverty-stricken youth. Um, So we're working with them for the month of December. And we also are working with Hope Rises and TSE. Um, The three of us are partnered to handle some um, Christmas lists for 89 families in Western New York. A lot of foster kids, a lot of poverty-stricken children, families, things like that, that can't afford it. So... Shortly, we're going to be dropping kind of like an Amazon wish list of all of the kids' items that they asked for um, to try and clear that out and get that taken care of. We're doing some toy drives. I think we're doing a toy drive with Stevie Johnson next week to add some extra pieces to their 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 lists because some of them are really sad, man. <laughs> like It'll gut you. You've got some kids asking for like pajamas and underwear. So we're going to try and do some toy drives, give them some extra toys, and just a little bit better of a Christmas than they're expecting, I think. Awesome. Seriously? Yeah. Well, hey, kudos to you guys and all the work that's going on over there. Make sure to follow them at Bill's Mavi Base. Make sure to follow her at Kimmick86. Does this train ever stop here? 
Never. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you, Kemek. Thanks, Thank you, Kristen. Talk to you soon. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Well, Al, it was a pretty good Sunday for the Buffalo Bills with the way that everything goes out. And then as you go to a nightcap, you get a pretty good finish for the Buffalo Sabres too. Yeah, well, they take a one nothing lead, then went down to one. Yep, a little adversity. Then they come back. Yeah, so, uh, and they got obviously a great game after you know you lose to the Avalanche, Dwayne. Not anything to be like too upset about uh, these last couple years. So good to see them bounce back with that game against the Sharks. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, I was expecting like a much more. Uh, you know, appropriate introduction since it's the first time I've been on. Well, training. I know you're gonna give yourself your own. That's why I'm not gonna give my. Why would I give myself an introduction? That's that's hogwash. That's absolute hogwash. Um. Anyways, uh, FYI, on the IR right now myself. Um, I just had to tell friend of the program Greg Day, GD uh, GD number two, that I will not be at our hockey game tonight. I got Milan Lucic'd last night. Mursta Milan Lucic'd and suffered a minor concussion. So there's that. Yikes. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yep, yep, yep. Not uh, exactly If we have right. time at the end, I'll tell you that story. But let's get talk right about into a, it. Talk about a Sunday scary, Al. Yeah. It was it, – Um, I was unconscious for about five seconds. Oh. My, uh, my bear head hit the ice. So that was that was kind of oh. scary and went wild. Um, and uh, hopefully the, the league takes care of the uh, – the, uh, the guy who uh, who did it. So, you know? so that's why there wasn't an I'll hang up and listen last night. I, I thought you'd be fired up after a win. Well, I, I had yeah, I had a game last night, and it started at 10 o'clock. Oh, okay. I sent out a tweet to let everybody know, like, you know, we'll try and go live today. And then I also wasn't expecting to get my head knocked off my shoulders with two yep. seconds left in the game. So um, that, is, that is when that tends to happen. Yes, yes. So anyways, yeah, the Sabres um, have had a decent stretch of games. You know, you had the – the Tampa loss, which again they have been in the finals five out of the last six seasons, um, I believe that it's five out of the last six or four out of the last six. Um, they, you know, they they fought ab- admirably. They gave up a three goal lead in the third period, then did it again. Uh, yeah. Who was it against St. Louis? Was it against yeah. St. Louis? But still came back and won that in the shootout. Uh, no, no, was it was that against St. Louis? No, St. Louis. They dominated. Uh, I was at the St. Louis game. I was at the St. Louis game. Um, who did they give up the three goal lead to right after Tampa? Uh, Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Yes. Yep. They gave up that. They gave up that three goal lead to Detroit, but came back, secured it, the shootout. Um, and then you know they lose a, a tough one to Colorado. By the way, that was that was maybe the most painful game in in Buffalo Sabers history. I'm going to say that right now. That that five four Detroit win in a shootout. Well, let me walk you back through it again. You had okay. the Sabers go out to a four one lead. Yep. And then in a seven minute span in the third period, it becomes four, four. Al, did you watch this? I know, I know it was late Wednesday, so I wasn't sure if you, if you got all the deets. Yep. Oh no. I saw some of that. I saw some. Of oh my God. Yeah. They come back three minutes left in the third period, five on three for Detroit for like a minute and 45 seconds. It wasn't even like a little like half and half where you get a clear, like it was literally torture. I was like, my skin was crawling with slick watching as we were getting ready to go to New England. Unbelievable oh. win, though. Great move yeah, by Jack it, Quinn in the shootout. He yep. showed some resilience there, and on a highlight reel, highlight reel goal from Jack Quinn there in the shootout. Um, absolutely undressed, um, uh, Nadeljevic, um, which I mean, a guy who's kind of fallen from grace since his time with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, a guy who came in the league 
on fire and then has really fallen off the last two seasons. But um, undressed him. Jock is still somewhere up in the 300 level. Uh, but anyways, I, uh, you know, and then they, the, the Colorado game, it's the Stanley Cup, reigning Stanley Cup champions. That team is the blueprint of, as a Sabres fan, how I want my team to build their team, uh, this team. And I yeah. just, um, you know, I wasn't as upset. They, they competed. They competed. They stuck right into it. They, they, and, and a lot, a lot of parts of that game, they, they controlled the pace. They, they, they played very well and they made, they made a great game out of it. And I'm not upset about that loss at all. And then last night, um, absolutely just domination in my opinion, even after taking an early, uh, you know, you know, that's the thing about this team is for the most part, unlike the previous couple of years, even when they're losing, you feel like they're never really out of a game. And that's how I felt last night watching that game. They weren't out of it. Um, I felt pretty good that they were going to come back and win that game. San Jose is extremely tired off a two a back-to-back road trip. Uh, on back-to-backs, they did a lot of traveling. So, I mean, that's a game you should absolutely win, but not just win, you should dominate. And I feel like they did. And um, it's it's fun because Tage Thompson is a guy that you watch every night and you're almost – they're not the same player because, one, it was just built on speed and, you know, but I look at Tage Thompson. Every time he touches the puck, I kind of get those – 0506 Maxima Fenaganoff vibes. You know what I mean? Because you know something special is about to happen. Like it might not be, it might not be like, you know, you know, they're two different players. You, you threw me through a blender there for a second. Oh, for, I'm like, what? Well, the Fenaganoff can skate down and back before Thompson could. Yeah, but what, what do I mean? Like something special is bound yes, to happen 100%. when they touch the puck. And you get that moment from Tage almost every single game. And it's like, you could literally, I mean, I would love to do that at the end of the season. Take all 82 games or every single game he's played in and just find that one moment where he kind of like, you're like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe he just did that. You get to, you also get Tim Conley vibes from too. His hands are, it's it's insane. His hands are insane for how he is. Like, cause when he deeks out a goaltender, he can literally go from outside of one post all the way to the outside of the other one with a deke, which is pretty rare. And and Um, he's, he's the type of player that GMs drool over because a he's playing, he may not been drafted as a center, but now he's at center and he has that just unicorn like size that, that combination of skill you haven't really seen. And I'm not comparing the two players, but you Uh-oh. haven't seen this type of combination of skill and size down the middle, probably since Eric Lindros. I knew the Lindros comparison was coming. They're not the same player. They're not the same player. Lindros yeah. will knock your head off your shoulders. If you, if yeah, you, no. Tage isn't going to lay anybody out. He's going to no. knock you down, but he's not going to lay you out. But in like terms Dalene of size and skill, yes, that there is like a little bit of a comparison there. Okay. Okay. I'm with it. Uh, with that said, the scuttlebutt today, uh, it's a little bit of frustration. Second in the league and in, in goals for and, you know, basically 20th in the standings overall. Uh, what I mean, what do you do? Do you... Do you hope the goaltending evens out a little bit with UPL? Uh, you know, he hasn't been a shining star, you know, yet, but he does also only have like 25 NHL games. So yeah. what I, is the what is the play here if you're GMKA, Dwayne? I mean, I, it really depends on Eric Comrie for me. I think Eric Comrie is a good goaltender. Um, he's had his moments to start the season in Buffalo. I don't think you the losses he did have you can really put on him because during that stretch where Samuelson out defensively were an absolute you know no pun intended a train wreck, um, but I you know 
it really depends on his timeline getting back. If he, he's going to be back sooner rather than later, then, you know, I wouldn't touch the goaltending situation. I would try and ride it out because I think that you could have a good pairing there going into this between him and Anderson because Anderson has performed very well. I mean, like, listen, on this team, you're not going to have, you know, both of those guys, they're not going to, you know, they're, they're not going to lose you games, but um, they're definitely good enough to win you games. Okay. Uh, UPL. Well, I, I worry about Comrie, though. I feel like he started strong for the first couple of starts, and then he kind of peeled off, and that was always the concern. People were saying, oh, he was, you know, his hope is that he didn't get playing time, and once he gets playing time, he'll be good. He's getting playing time. He wasn't really doing much. Um, I thought, again, I, I think that um, you always need to keep in mind, for- this, is, this is a little bit that every Sabre is struggling from this right now. This is the past history coming to beat him. If you remember, Carter Hutton had great starts in 2018. Oh, yeah. 2019, oh my God, yeah. 2019 2020. The first five to ten games out of the gate of each of those seasons, he was dominating. So I feel like that is a little of the PTSD for me there, but I don't know. That you ten tell game me. streak was built on, on Carter Hutton's shoulders. It really was. He played lights out. Um, for me, I'm definitely willing to give Comrie much more time. Um, I, I, th- I think you can't really judge, you judge him off the small sample size we've gotten so far because there have been quite a few games where he's played very, very well. Um, I just, I look, at, you, you look at that sa- small sample size in the games where they've lost. And I, I, I look at, there's just the defensive breakdowns when you're playing with guys like Cal, uh, uh Cal Clay, Casey Fitzgerald, Jacob Bryson, like a guy, a bunch of guys who puck watch a lot, you know, and there's a reason basically, why. Basically. Since Samuelson has been back in the lineup, if you're looking for a real like piece, because that's kind of been when they've been full strength, it's either been they've dominated uh, weaker opponents and they've played good yeah. opponents close. Put it this way. You won 6-3 to three last night and UPL had a bad game. In my opinion, I don't think he played very well. Um, I mean, he made some timely saves in the third period, but in terms of saves that he should have made, especially that second one, far out glove side, a uh, goalie his size, I feel like he should have had that. Um I, you know, I, uh, you know, that's the, that's the thing is you, you have a team in front of you. That's, you know, again, sec, uh, second and goals for, and you just need a goalie to be good enough right now because you're getting the goals. You're getting the offense. Literally and, an, an average goalie debatably gets this production yeah. in the playoffs. Cause that top, the top two lines are killing it enough now. 100%. And if Comrie can be that guy, which I really do think he can be, he has the at least he has the ability to be when he gets back. Yeah. Then I don't see any reason why this team can't be like kind of how we used to see uh, with the Bills during the drought and that graphic and in the Hunt team come like trade deadline. Where can you maybe- imagine Bills Super Bowl, Josh Allen in the box, Sabers late March really? in the. They're only six points out of a wild card spot right and now. And they played like shit. They lost like seven yep. straight and games at one point. And, and eight, I'm telling you, eight, eight. eight. They were much, in a free fall. As much as you need uh, a better performance from some of your uh, from your goaltending, it really was the blue line that eight game losing oh, streak. Ter- blue line was so bad. We underestimated. So, you, so you're right. Bad. When you say it now. Clay, or as I call him, Clay U and, and Bryce. Oh yeah. my gosh, they were disasters back there. Maniac. What do you got out? What do you got? The Sabres have 14 losses. The Leafs have 11. Dude, dude. It's a, it's a tight, it's going to be a tight race. Not not tight race, but in terms for that wild card spot, absolutely. And this is no, the, the, the Atlantic division is no joke, man. Everyone thought the Bruins were going to be on the outside in looking, you know, the team to fall out. 
myself including, and they're one of the best teams in the league, um, at least in the East. Um, no, they are. They're, the, the Atlantic yeah. Division is they're, Have they lost at home yet? They're one no. of the best teams. No. Yeah. They're, they're the best have, in the East they have by and far. Um, and everybody pretty much, if they picking at any analyst that was willing to pick a team that was a playoff team to fall out of a playoff spot, they all almost picked Boston because of the age thing. Um, you know, and I, I was one of them too, but I'm, you know, I'm wrong. You know, I mean, Linus Olmark, I, I hate him with such a passion, but, uh, I, uh, you know, he's been lights out for the Bruins. Um, I know they've been without Swayman for a bit. I'm not sure if he's back yet or not. But, uh, you know, their goaltending has stood on their head and they've been getting the scoring and defensively they've been a juggernaut. And I think that's if, if I'm Kevin Adams and I'm making a move, I'm doing as much as I can right now to find a, a true top four defenseman to play with Owen Power. Because it turns out they thought it was going to be Labushkin. Right now it's not. Um, Yoki Haru for me is just too much of a streaky guy. Um, the Jacob Chikrin talk has, you know, at least a week ago was pretty strong. I wouldn't hate that deal. Um, yeah, he has the injury history, but he's a bona fide top four guy. And he's on a very, very, very team-friendly deal right now for the next two seasons. So if you can get a guy like that to add to your blue line and your top four, and your top four defensemen are Owen Power, Jacob Chikrin, Rasmus Dahlin, and Matthias Samuelson, you, you become a much better hockey team because then you slide Yoki Haru down with Labushkin and you, you, you put you put Jacob Bryce in the, in the press box. So for me, that's one of the moves I want to make. I really want to solidify my top four defensemen. Mm -hmm. um, two weeks ago, I was looking at the second line center position too. Um, it I is thought, funny how quickly things have changed this Sabre season. Two weeks in, yes. Was, was the top was the Thompson contract a mistake? Lack of production, an issue. Then two weeks after, it's like you know, is Middlesat the worst player on the on the face of the universe? Like yada yada. Then two weeks after that, it was like Cousins isn't a second line center. Like this is not going to be our solution. And then literally two weeks later, Cousins is averaging over a point per game. If you could say the same thing about the Bills too, right? I agree. I agree. You know what? And it all goes back to just having such a passionate fan base. People yep. are crazy. But I will say, I did just throw up in my mouth a little bit. What the the Bruins are seventeen and six on the, on the puck line this year. Wow. 17 and six, which has to be like a pick them at best, like every night, like if not better odds, like, and I, oh I, my gosh, they must I, be so proud. Dude, that's a team to fade. I mean, I'm just telling you, Vegas never gets it that wrong. Dude, like, like well, I know they played out of their ass so far, but, but at some point, this horseshoe up their ass is going to go away a little bit. I'm not saying they get lucky because they're winning all these games by two, but clearly you don't go just from being like a projected out of the playoffs team to winning 17 out of 23 games by two or more. I'm on the Knights plus one and a half tonight, and then they announced. Is Eichel playing? Uh, Eichel's out, and oh. Petrangelo's out. What's yeah. the what's what's the Eichel injury? Lower body. It's Lower not body. bad though, because he was on the morning skate. So they, they were originally worried yeah, he might be out. A couple weeks you know, you know, all the Eichel haters out there, myself included, if you actually thought that Jack Eichel like wasn't. You know, we can yell, win the trade all we I, I think that's what made last year so much fun because you knew last year wasn't going to last forever. No, no. And, you know, like that big win uh, against Eichel and his, and his return, the comments after, like it, you know, it was really bittersweet. But to be a realist, like 
he still is one of the best players in the world. I don't care what he says. He is. Yo, he's a plus um, 17 this year. That's yeah. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like, Wait, who was that? Oh, who was that one Sabre Twitter dude? I just saw it today that said Tage Thompson's better than Jack Eichel. No, he's not. I know, but I can't. Oh, you guys know who he is. No, he's not. I Let mean, me is, it, is it NT Ryder? No, I'll find it. I'm searching it right now. And Matthewson? Sabres Buzz? Come on, I, I don't, don't... I don't... Oh, got it, got it. Uh, Joe that? Marino. Oh, okay. I, I like Joe. I don't well. think I, I don't think Tage has done enough to prove that he's better than Jack Eichel yet. I, I do you ask him right now. Right now, the fun thing is though is his stats are better. So if you oh, want to go, like I know it, it's just that that's all. So it's fun. It, clearly, but, I think if anyone's drafting a player for will... a seven game series tomorrow. Jack Eichel is but, getting drafted way above Tage Thompson, but yes. I will right take I will take Tage Thompson over Jack Eichel <laughs> for two reasons: the size and the contract. Tage Thompson's contract this time next year is the best contract in hockey. Write it down, start underline it, write it in bold. Yeah, Dwayne, I couldn't help but notice you're not uh, you're not quite uh, calling out my boy GMKA every ever so often anymore. I, I little, no, maybe you're, um, maybe you're uh, you're subscribing to the book of Kevin. I'm a uh, I'm a fan, hundred percent. Um, more I bad, think, more way more good moves than bad. So, yeah, which is all yes. you can ask. I, I think, I think that the move, the move that kind of flies under the radar a lot that maybe he, he he'll get more credit for next year was not a trade or a signing, but it's the it's the moving up to pick JJ Paterka in the second round when he did. Um, and if you go back and look at that beyond blue and gold, he was through the roof about JJ, and he was you know he hit that one on the hit that one on the head. I think JJ Paterka is a guy that's going to um, be a big part of this team's success for a long time. Um, that looks very composed out there. That's yeah, the thing that well, surprises me the more often than not. Well, here's the thing that was going around about Sabres Twitter today about, um, you know, when people, myself included, I was, I, I didn't hate the Jack Quinn, the, the, the Jack, the, like the Jack Quinn uh, pick, but um, at the time, you know, and we had Andre Tarigny, uh, I'm not Tarigny, Tarini on uh, two goalies, one Mike, right before that particular draft because Buffalo was picking eighth and they were looking at possibly drafting Marco Rossi. Uh, that's also the same draft we did pick JJ Paterka in the second round. And, you know, and credit to Kevin, like he saw a, a bona fide goal scorer in Jack Quinn. He's starting, he's really starting to find his game, uh, especially on that line, the chemistry he's found with JJ. And um, Dylan Cousins. Um, we also had another coach on. I I, I hate myself if we get oh, Brad Gibson. He uh, mentioned that both Cousins and uh, another it might have been Quinn or Paterka or not Paterka, not Paterka. Uh, Quinn and Peyton Krebs. Uh, he ranted and rated about uh, Dylan Cousins uh, on our podcast. But Andre Torini flat out said that he compared Marco Rossi to Patrice Bergeron. And I think that's what really had a lot of people, including myself, fired up because he was legitimately the most complete player in in the draft. And he that, also, that 100 hours after we picked Quinn over Rossi was borderline unbearable from Sabres. It was, it was you know, it talking was, about what a sure thing it was. It was. I, all I'm saying, it was borderline unbearable at the time. It, at the time, though, because this team's desperate need for help up the middle, which we didn't have, we didn't have our, our depth at center ice was a travesty. Um, and, but it was a little justifiable because, you know, Jack Quinn came on with one really good season out of Ottawa, um, in the OHL under Torini, but 
Um, it was it was justifiable for me to be a little upset about that pick because it was like you desperately need help with that position. And the other thing too is Marco Rossi also can't help that he legitimately missed an entire calendar year because of what COVID did to his body. 100%. So I really 100%. don't think he's fully recovered from that. I think Marco Rossi will be a great hockey player, but as I look at it now, I am more than happy with the Jack Quinn pick uh, to almost two years Of course. Late. The guy's yeah. an absolute sniper. He's part of the reason that this, this offense is popping up. All Trade right, well, if you're here on 272, you know Dwayne can get going for the Sabres for, for the rest of time, okay. which is why we love him. With that said, are you a little uh, disappointed you don't get to take down your boy Zach Wilson this weekend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Rob, buddy. Um, I, that's what well, my Rob had a good day. He got Verlander, so, so he'll take the day. Yeah, yeah, he'll take that. But you know what I mean? I, uh, I, I, I you know, it's, you know, I, I pride myself on making that kid with just a single text message lose his fucking mind in a group chat. It's super funny and it's so easy. Um, and I still don't think he caught on that. I'm just, I don't even care about his reaction or what he says. It's just funny how fired up he gets. Um, but I, it, it's like almost like me when somebody tries to debate me about who the best goaltender that ever lived is, you know, if you try and say, well, I'm Broder, I'll throw, I, I, I will, I will, I will destroy you. So, um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I'm excited to see the bills after claiming first place and not just the, uh, division, but in the AFC, uh, continue, uh, and destroy the jets, uh, this weekend. I'm pretty, pretty pumped. Seriously. Speaking of pumped, Al, you pumped for Kate Upton in, uh, in New York. It's, it's weird. Like, I mean, the Mets think they're going to be better off with Verlander Scherzer. I mean, these guys are so up there in age. If they, my, my opinion is if they could get it done this year, like what's, what's the contract, the length, the term. Two it's years, insane. Two years, million. eighty-six with a third-year option for thirty-five. So it's almost if he, if he wants it, the three-year, hundred and twenty-one year million-dollar deal. Uh, and he is up there in age, but you know, this last year he was lights out. Uh, All I'm saying is, is, is uh, you know, and I'm not saying like I've said this before, but clearly sports are just like fuck now. If you like, if you can take care of yourself, and you know what, the loophole is that Verlander has missed a lot of time recently. So he doesn't have all the wear that a typical what thirty-nine-year-old boy who's pitched all that time. He fell off late for sure. He did, but he still finished the one seven five, right? What was he at one point three? Don't get me wrong. I, I I did not follow the Astros die hard in the regular season, but the games that mattered towards the end of the year in September October, he struggled. Yeah, I, it, for well, sure, for sure, and that also comes with that you know baseball season is a long season. Yep. Normally, guy, normally guys this far in his career, they eventually find themselves in a bullpen spot. Um, you know, three years ago, I thought this Verlander would be coming out of the bullpen at this point in his career, but, uh, no. and, and, and can I say one thing too? And I know a lot of the people say, which I, I think it's definitely a fact, Brady went down South because of the weather. He didn't want to be up in the cold weather. He's older in age, right? You don't want to be 45, 46 years old playing in 20 degree weather late in the season. Is that a factor for Verlander? Like early? I, I don't think it's as bad because Verlander's not getting hit. And I know that Brady doesn't get hit that much, but when you're getting cold, and this is what I'm just assuming, like the muscles tight, tense up a little bit, then you're getting hit. That's a whole like other thing. Whereas, yeah. like, I mean, you know, Verlander is going, he's throwing 20 fucking piss missiles, and then he's walking back to the dugout, and someone's throwing like a fucking warm pad on him, like to get him back. Lucre. Oh. So 
You know what I mean? Like, I, you know what I, I'm yeah. saying? I do. I do. I just, I don't see how Verlander can top what he did last year. You might know this as a golfer. Zero, oh, zero percent chance. Yeah. If, if he, it would be absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. The Mets are paying him to literally be like, they, I think they would be out of their gourd with like a 2.7 ERA. I like, like seriously, which is a whole point worse, which is a huge regression. Agree. I, uh, you know, and even like you, you, maniac, you might know this as a golfer too, as fellow golfer, is when you when you when you play golf in cold weather, you lose about fifteen to twenty yards off your drive. I mean, the same concept for throwing a football, same concept for throwing a baseball. You're gonna lose power and velocity off your yep. ball, hundred yep. percent. Especially, like especially when when again you get later into the season. So, um, you know, hopefully they, you know, they manage him well enough. You know, pitch count wise, you know, how many innings he pitches. And you, you you know especially if they get ahead, kind of like the way the hot start they had, I mean, give him some time off, you know, in certain situations. I I think that at his age, you need to preserve that type of talent if he still has the ability to pitch the way he did this season next year, uh, for you know once October gets here because that's why you that's why you got him. You got him not for the early months. You got him for once you get to September and October. Yep. Wrapping things up here on Train Attack Two Seventy Two, but. Speaking of wrapping up, it's something a little ways uh, in the making, Duino. Yeah, uh, I gotta appreciate you guys giving me the giving me the platform here to talk about it. Um, yeah, the Buffalo Strong Hockey Tournament. Um, it's definitely been a project in the making. It was supposed to be a street. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing about that. Like the timing was just terrible. Did, did, you, you, did, you, did you kick him out? No, I didn't kick him out. Get the hell out of here. What are you talking about? That's like the that's like the biggest like claim. That's the biggest accusation you've ever made in your life. That I just kicked him out right there. Um, but no, um, I'm assuming you'll be back in here momentarily. So we'll give him a, uh, an Eric Stoffer. But Dwayne's been working on this hockey tournament. Um, listen, hockey and everything, that's what he does. So he's stuck to what he knew. Um, and he's back. He's back to take care of business. Did I kick you? Did I kick you out of the room? You have, to te- you have to testify for everyone that I didn't kick you out. No, you did not kick me out. I have no idea what happened there. But, all, right, but, all right, let it roll. Let it roll. But um, the start off was supposed to be a street hockey tournament, and then um, well, it started off with a with a tweet. It was uh, before before the tragic events of May fourteenth happened. Um, I saw a, a freshly paved parking lot near my house, and I said, you know, I don't know what. It would have taken me and my friends back in the day two hours to get a street hockey game going on to break that thing in. Like it was just the way things were back then. It was disappointing because you don't see that anymore today. Kids are inside streaming TikTok on TikTok, doing whatever. You know they're not outside playing hockey or lot football anymore, and it's depressing for me. You know because that's kind of what I grew up on. That's my that was my childhood. Pet, you know, not you know, uh, Halloween maniac. The the you know you saw me in the Milek goalie pads. The, the the whole getup, the starter jacket underneath the jersey, that was literally how I played street hockey. That exact getup outside of the $400 Warrior glove and blocker. It was usually a Franklin blocker and a baseball glove. But, um, yeah, that was my childhood. And it's depressing, and I put a tweet out, and it gained a lot of momentum. I said, hey, let's get a tournament going, and people were interested. And then May 14th happened, and – you know, I kind of looked at what we had going there and, you know, I said to myself, you know what, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a big, I'm big into philanthropy. I work with big brothers, big sisters. I have some kid in, in, a, in a third world country actually right now that I give money to every month. 
you know, I, uh, you know, I, I do a lot. I give more than I, than I take. And I thought, let's take this platform and turn it into something that um, could benefit those that were affected. And I knew Buffalo was going to do their part, even without me, you know, being involved with anything. And it, you know, it had a lot of momentum. And then unfortunately, um, we ran into some snags with getting, uh, you know, some authorization in a timely manner, at least to use the lots that we were supposed to use. Um, unfortunately, that company um, wasn't very professional. Um, you know, I won't say their names on here, but, you know, uh, so we had kind of, but, you know, instead of canceling the whole thing, which would have been a bummer, we decided to turn into an ice hockey tournament. And I have friends at Buffalo Riverworks that are taking care of us real good. And, uh, you know, it, it, you know, after a slow start, you know, it's really starting to take off. We have 24 uh, teams that are signed up and ready to go for this weekend. Um, four different skill divisions. Um, I, I posted the jerseys earlier this week. They just came in. They're absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous jerseys. Um, SK, uh, 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 I think it's Silky Customs. They did a phenomenal job. Uh, Ryan Krolik, thank you so much. Uh, you know, he, you know, he did such a good job on making sure that those jerseys were perfect. And we're gonna have uh, a third jersey, the old uh, third Sabers Butter Knives red jersey. We're gonna do that version of the jersey as well. Uh, a lot of people seem to dig it, and they all they all want one. So. Um, I think I got a pre-order list right now of like 40 people that all want jerseys. Um, and, um, you know, the Hurdle Avenue, Elmwood, Delaware, like all these local businesses have been insanely generous with their donations. We have a big local business raffle. I think uh, if I were to put a number on it, just guessing, we probably have almost $2,000 worth of raffle items uh, just from Hurdle and Elmwood and their own generosity. Um, you know, we have jerseys up for grabs, a Rasmus Darlene goat head jersey, an authentic Adidas reverse retro goat head jersey, um, a wheelbarrow of booze um, up for grabs too. some door prizes, 50-50, the whole nine yards and possibly a cornhole tournament. We've been tossing around that idea the last 24 hours for spectators who are people who are just there, buyer patrons who want to partake in a Buffalo strong cornhole tournament. We might be doing that as well. So. You know, uh, there's a players party on Friday at the draft room, the Bat Brew House draft room right next door to the arena from 7 to 10 with drinks, drinking food specials. Um, come on down and have a good time. There'll be raffle items down there from um, Total Sports Entertainment. Um, they've donated a bunch of stuff to uh, do a silent auction for us, which is pretty cool. Uh, you know, shout out Kristen Kimmick, your previous guest. Uh, she helped link me up with them. Um, so I appreciate that, Kristen. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun time, man. We're, um, I'm excited and nervous at the same time because I've never – I've organized things in the past, but I've never organized anything like this. Um, and uh, it's all for a good cause. Seriously, I will definitely be making this, trying to stop by uh, in one of the events because I know obviously the party definitely. goes on all weekend. Yep. Um, and, yeah, shout out to what you've done and uh, what we're doing there as communities. Nobody told you to do it. You just did it. So, kudos to you. Speaking of just doing it, hopefully the – Bills and Sabers, and now you be in the Camellia Bowl, Al. It's going to be a Van Trees showdown. We're facing we're facing uh, KVT in uh, down south. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, I heard but we're playing Georgia Southern with Kyle Van Trees starting. Oh, now I like it. Now yeah, oh, there's definitely an edge. It was there, there was nothing, and then there was an edge. So great uh, revenge matchup. Hopefully that revenge matchup goes better for me than when I went into the Eichel Bowl in uh, in person and he, and he dropped a hat trick on me. The when he dropped <laughs> he dropped the worst hat trick in NHL history on me. The guy had yep. two breakaways, he didn't score on either one. 
Yeah, he started off on fire, and, uh, you know, Comrie shut the door twice on him. And then, um, you know, I, 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 I mean – if you were, if you were, uh, you know, you guys being betting guys, uh, you know, if you're gonna bet on a player to score in a game, I would 100% pick Eichel that game. I don't think there was any force on earth that was keeping him from. I don't know. know the two periods, he hadn't scored. He was getting stopped. It was gonna happen. It was gonna happen, and he did it three times. He did it three times. So yeah, I know. Um, he I've never seen elation like not, it, like he, like his uh, when he hit the empty netter for the hat trick. Yeah, and even and even when he wasn't scoring those first two periods. Like he was playing unbelievably well. Like he was the best player on the ice for both teams. And um, agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, it was just a matter of time before he scored. So I don't think you were keeping him off the score sheet two games in a row last year in this season. But you know, it sucks. Move on. You know, he's in our rearview mirror. And uh, this Tage Thompson, Rasmus Dahlin, uh, Alex Tuck led Buffalo Sabres hockey team is uh, more exciting to watch than those teams ever were. Last thing here on Train X two seventy two, Al, you happy about your uh, Bills futures kind of being back in the driver's seat? Hey, uh, let's be. I mean, come on. Whether they're the one seed, the three seed, the five seed, but it feels good. Wait, you already had it locked in, so you don't like seeing that number go up. You want to see oh, that number go down? I mean, yeah, it's you're right. So, but you, you get what I'm saying, though. I mean, and no matter what, this team can lot, lot, lot of work still to do. Yeah, like this is yes. basically the this is the hat. This is halftime of the bet, basically. Yes, exactly. That you, like, thought, that you thought you were going to be here nine and three, ten and two ish. You know, yes. with a shot at the end. But yeah, so I get it. I get it. Uh, but yeah, a lot better than a couple weeks ago, six and three. I kind of forgot they were six and three for a second. Yeah, dude. No, it's definitely. I uh, I'm feeling great, especially with Casey losing yesterday. And I know you mentioned, you know, maniac the whole thing about. You know, not looking ahead. You were talking on your live stream today about you know you, you know Miami, how big that is. I mean, beat the, they're going to beat the Jets, no doubt in my mind. Miami comes to time, comes to town, third straight road game. I guess they're staying at UCLA all week. Actually, I didn't realize that, so they're not flying back home. That's uh, that's pretty big planning wise. I give credit where it's due. So, but still, I know that you're not sleeping in your own beds. It's a short week. Now you got to play prime time at the Ralph Saturday night football. Hopefully get it done there. You then beat the Bears. And then the one seed is on the line on Monday night football against the Bengals. That is going to be, I mean, that is arguably, holy shit. Not looking, not looking ahead. Is there is there a chance Von, Von's back for Saturday yes. night? I think no, so. no. Not, not for Saturday? He's thought he was talking Jets no, originally Von, when he was Von, talking to beat the Bears. Vaughn is done till Cincy, minimum. Okay. He's, on, he's on IR. All yep. Right. Oh, I just want to move him up. I want to move that timetable up. Let's go. Let's no, move yeah. the timetable up. Huge shout out to Dwayne. Make sure you're checking out Buffalo Strong Tournament this weekend. Make sure you're checking out Trainwreck Sports. Two goalies, one mic. I'll hang up and listen. We're the Buffalo Roam on all platforms. Apple, Spotify, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. SoundCloud, MySpace. You know where it all happens. And from us here at Trainwreck Sports, it's the start of a long week. Let's make sure we all have... A good night. Night. Now.